This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blue it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I Right to the hook, right? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep them low budget live, the not so live kind, right here from the low budget live bar and grill. Hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. This is the podcast for August the 30th. And uh, if you're just if you're just tuning in and you're like this guy, this guy just called me a lowlifer. Well, that is what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. So welcome, lowlifers, young and old, male, female. You know, we don't even care what side of the political aisle you on. We just all lowlifers when we get together right here weekly. Sometimes we do it live. We do it not live. Way more. Times and not right here on LBL, and I thank each and every one of you for tuning in. It's been uh, it's been a little uh, been a little interesting week here at the Traveling Circus Low Budget Live headquarters here, uh, otherwise known as my house. Uh, <laughs> man, we've got uh, we got the got the COVID got the COVID in the house here. 
Not me, not the triple threat, but uh, one of my stepsons got it. Locked the house down. The kids have been quarantined since Monday, and hopefully we they get to go back to school here in the next few days. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not been fun. Luckily, uh, Charlie, who's my seventeen year old stepson, he he's been sick, man. He's been he's been down for the count, but luckily he's been able to you know just fight it here at home. But it ain't no joke. It ain't no joke. He's been uh, he's been he's super active kid, and he is been down to say the least for the last few days uh luckily now the other kids have tested positive they actually uh you know they've they've all been getting tested they've got to get tested before they can go back to school but you know just fingers fingers crossed that nobody else in the house ends up with it the triple threat nine harper are vaccinated harper's been staying out in the bar and grill away from all the chaos so she doesn't have to interrupt life there but um, definitely, you know, it's just, it's just such strange times, man. I've talked on here so many times about this. I know y'all, you know, you tune out a lot of times when I talk about COVID or talk about being vaccinated or whatever, and that's fine. Lost listeners the last time I talked about this, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I, I've had several listeners reach out to me, you know, thank you for talking about it. Thanks for shedding some light on it from the fishing industry perspective on the COVID thing. Lots of people hurting with this crap, especially this variant, man, we, we've lost several people in our community again this week. And I still, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I got a dear friend of mine. He is still fighting for his life down in Birmingham. He, he is stepping down on the vent a little bit now. He's over a month in though. He's completely sedated. He hasn't seen his family. They're trying to get him to wake up now. And uh, it's just sad, man. It's sad that we're, we're in this, in this spot, you know, um, but you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by COVID. And, and I want to say thoughts and prayers to our military and the families of those that were, were lost over in Afghanistan, um, this week, I, I wanted to start the show with that. It, I watched a little bit of that this morning. I'm recording this on Sunday and watched a little bit of, of those soldiers coming back home in caskets and, um, uh, and got to me, man, it's, we, we're in such a divided time. In this country, I feel like where everything's a political statement or everything's a political post, and we can't just agree that just just you know to be empathetic towards our fellow man more so than anything. Um, and I, I just I have nothing but respect for our military and it, the situation over there. It is terrible. Um, it's been terrible for years and years and years, and I, I just I hate. Any time Americans lose their lives or anybody loses their life, and in the entire world, like it's 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 you know it's awful. It's an awful situation. So we've got a battle here at home. I think we've got a battle over there. Definitely um, brewing. Not sure what's going to happen there, and uh, it's it's a terrible situation. So thoughts and prayers out to all of those. And then I got to say, as I as I hit record today. A place that's near and dear to my heart, Louisiana, a place that I, I've been many times fishing down around Venice with the Journey South Outfitters folks, Captain Mo and Eric down there, uh, my buddy John with Run and Gun Outfitters down there, all the folks at the Venice Marina. Been down many times, and they're getting pummeled right now by Hurricane Ida, so thoughts and prayers go out to them as well. Just a Man, just so much going on, and so much to pull your attention from here to there and everywhere right now. And, and uh, I think it's safe to say that, that we just need to kind of focus on family and, and, um, and hunker down a little bit in these times and just be thankful for what we got and not be 
you know, don't take stabs at folks that you think, you know, think differently than you politically or because they're vaccinated or they're not vaccinated or they don't think that what's going on in Afghanistan is right, wrong, and whatever. Like right now, I just think we're, we're at a crucial time, man, in our country. I haven't seen any unrest like this, I, I feel like, in a long time. And I, and I think back to, like, September 11th. Um, I was a freshman in college. I just feel like, like, the, the country as a whole, how we felt in that moment And we're not there right now. And I feel like we should be there for people that are dying for COVID, that we should. And this is a broad stroke thing, but I feel like that's where we should be. We should be sad that people are sick, not, oh, it's the flu or, you know, the things you see people say regarding COVID. Like, it's very real and it's killing a lot of people and impacting a lot of families. I don't know the stats. Don't hit me with them in the comments. I don't care. Um, it's very real. It's, it's impacted my life in a lot of ways and a lot of friends of mine, a lot of families in our community, and a lot of folks I know throughout the country. So I think it's very real. You got to be empathetic towards that. I think what's going on in Afghanistan is horrible. I think you got to be empathetic towards that. I think like this, these weather situations, these hurricanes, things like that, you just got to be, you got to feel for people. You do. And uh, we all get a little bit too caught up in what we got going on, but just kind of want to open up the show with that. A lot of you probably tuned out on that, <laughs> but uh, you know it, it is what it is. We're, there's so many scenarios going on. It's hard to even do a bass fishing podcast, to be honest, because I feel like it's like the least important thing in the world right now. But you know what? If it provides y'all some uh, some distraction from all the craziness in the world, then by God, here we are. And I want to thank the people that make it possible. Folks, it's StarTron bringing you Low Budget Live for going on four years now and kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your lawnmower. I mean, I don't like mowing the yard, but when I have to, I want to make sure that sucker runs. So little dab will do you in your tank right there. We are getting really close to hunting season. You're going to be putting it in those UTVs. Getting them fired up. You might be fixing to store, you know, here in a couple months. God forbid you live somewhere that you got to store your boat. You got to put your boat away for the season. You got some fuel in there. Put you some ethanol in the tank. Kick ethanol in the teeth with put some ethanol in the tank. I did it again. I did it again. All tongue tied this morning. Put some Star on your take tank and kick ethanol in the teeth. The fine folks at Star Bright and Star bringing you low budget live. Huh. Yeah, you think as many times as I've said that. Somebody sent me a message and said, man, I want to get you an ethanol sponsorship. <laughs> and I was like, bring it on. I'll kick it in the teeth with some Star Trine. The folks at Sims Fishing Products bringing you LBL this year. Awesome people, awesome products from the Solar Flex hoodie to the Pro Dry rain suits. I mean, the uh, I love the sun pants. I've, I've got, you know, I don't know, tons of tons and tons and tons of Sims gear. T-shirts. They got some swag-looking T-shirts. Check that one out. Right there. Fish it well. I like that one. Uh, but tons of gear to keep you dry, keep you warm, keep you cool, keep you whatever out there against the elements, you know, as outdoors, and we certainly face it out there, whether you're hunting and fishing, Sims has what you need. And I'm here to remind all of you low lifers, you get one life, fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries, got them firing up in that old X21 Express. They just dropped about a month ago. They're new. Lithium line 
super light. They weigh about half of what their AGMs did. They are very powerful. They stay charged. I've been blown away by them. If you would like to check them out or the 31 series AGMs I've been running all year, you can use code LBL10 over at Pro Guy Batteries to get yourself some. And last but certainly not least, hang the freaking banner, man. Hang it right here. Express Boats, the official Official, man. How more? I mean, it don't get any better than that. The official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, the Express X21. I just put a video up. If you missed it, go check it out. It was up this weekend on taking my boat up there in that rough water on the Great Lakes, Lake Michigan. Get a lot of comments about how it performs in rough water. And, you know, everybody's got questions. You know, everybody's got questions because it is such a unique boat in that the fact that it's a 21-footer, the fact it's rated for a 250-horsepower Yamaha, even though it's an aluminum boat, throws people off. I get so many freaking people coming up at the gas station like, man, this is crazy. What's this boat made of? Yada, yada, yada. Just, it, they just look so cool. You got the sea deck flooring. Fishability is amazing. The storage is amazing. But go check out that video. Just a small, short little video about the rough water up there. Wasn't the roughest water I've certainly ever seen on the Great Lakes, but it was rough enough for me. And the boat passed the test with flying colors for me. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, building excitement since 1966. All righty then. Man, if you're still with me after my um, after my, my show open there, and, and I don't, you know, I try not to get in my my feels about stuff, but man, it's hard to it's hard to turn on the news on a day like today and not uh, not feel compelled to to talk about these things, especially our military man. We these are kids. You look at you know these are these are. I, I got my stepdaughter Harper, triple threat's daughter. You know she's twenty, be twenty one next year, and some of these some of these folks were that age. So yeah, it's uh it's. It's tough, you know, and I've got a lot of military folks. Uh, I had military veterans in my family, but I've had a lot of low lifers are, are in our military, and they reach out from overseas. and And uh, I've talked about that on his, this, this show many times. But it's just it's just an honor uh, to know folks like that that are that selfless because I am chicken shit <laughs> compared to those human beings that that just you know they just sign up man and they don't know what they're what they're trudging headfirst into and and uh sometimes unfortunately they lose their lives so again want to say you know just uh, thoughts and prayers to those families and much respect to our military all right now we can talk about goofy bass fishing i promise congratulations to chris johnston the, these those freaking smallmouth Tasmanian devils of the St. Lawrence River, just up there doing it to it, seventy seven pounds in the Toyota Series for three days. Huge shout out though to my little buddy Justin Atkins. He hung in there with the Johnsons. He ends up third. He caught over seventy pounds of smallmouth for three days. If you ever told me that wouldn't win a tournament, I would tell you you were crazy. But here we are. Justin did it. And and just he's won over forty thousand dollars on the St. Lawrence River in two terms. That's that's uh that's stellar. And he got the best of Chris and Corey up there during the Elite Series. He he finished ahead of them, then then uh, they owed him one this week. And they uh Chris finished first, Corey finished second. It's 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 amazing to see, man. That's such a special fishery. I just hope that we can take care of it. That St. Lawrence River is so, so special. Shout-outs to Brent Anderson, my buddy Brent Crow making the top ten up there as well. Good to see. Good to see some of the home home region boys up there uh, 
battling with them big smallies. It was uh, it was a cool tournament to watch. Love anything on the St. Lawrence. So Toyota Series, I think there's a Bassmaster Open coming up there as well. I'm sure Chris and Corey have already tried to get in that and probably will be in that as well. I'm not sure if Justin's fishing that one. But pretty awesome tournament. Pretty awesome event. So congrats to those guys. Uh, you know, a lot of people online making a big deal out of it because Bass holding up those MLF trophies, some Bassmaster guys. But, um, you know, they're just taking advantage of a, of a situation on a lake that they – Lake and river that they're really good at. I don't think there was a lot of that, uh, you know, we're only fishing this because we fish Bassmasters and it's got MLF on the trophy. The pictures were hilarious. I mean, I'll give them that. <laughs> three, uh, you know, the top three are all Bassmaster guys wearing Bassmaster patches on their jersey. It was uh, it was an interesting week, to say the least. But uh, Mark McQuaw, great tournament director, runs a great event, super classy dude bringing up the Elite Series on stage, talking about those guys fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series. You know, that's that's something over the years that always is frustrating me with professional bass fishing is trying to act like the other trails don't exist that are out there. So uh, very cool watching the way in and hearing Mark talk about those guys being successful in the Elite Series and now fishing the Toyota Series event there on the St. Lawrence. So uh, good event, man. Good event. Anytime, 77 pounds. Johnson had 27. I thought Taku's stringer smallies was impressive, and it was. During the final day of the elites, but 27 pounds and some change. My God, man. Just just incredible. Incredible for that Canadian uh brotherly duo there that just seems to be, you know, they they think like a smallmouth. That's for damn sure. Especially on that river. Uh speaking of Canadians, huh? Eh? Speaking of Canadians. So I had several folks reach out on this. And so I've got to say something because I just uh I do. Uh have to. That's just my nature. But uh, Jacob Wheeler, I've talked on here how I've, I've reached out to Jacob several times, and Jacob and I are buddies. Jacob and I, I, I feel like Jacob and I have a good relationship. We have for a long time, but but due to obviously some of my opinions and and some of his business arrangements and life, uh, you know, being an MLF guy, being sponsored by Ducket Fishing, he he has now he's not ever said that. That's me assuming why he wouldn't do it, but he's turned me down for the podcast a few times. This week, he went on another fishing podcast, uh, and Jacob, and that's what you guys have reached out to me for. Man, I can't believe he did that show. I can't believe anybody does that show, but uh, a lot of you reached out to me about that, and here's the thing. This is is what I know about Jacob. He, He... absolutely is a class act. And I'll say this, the day he did that show, I didn't know he's doing that show. I don't keep up with that show. Honest to God, care less about that show. Uh, he sent me a text that night. I was, I was sitting out here by the pool with the kiddos. He said, Hey man, just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, I got asked to be on the show and wanted to let you know, I've turned you down several times. I'm tired of the division and bass fishing, and I want to come on your show as well. It's only fair because I agreed to do this one. So hats off to Jacob Wheeler. I thought that was badass of him um, since he got asked to do the other that, you know, that I don't know. I, I, I told him, I was like, dude, that makes, my, that makes my year. That's a very respectful thing to do. And so he and I are working on a few things. We are. We've uh, we've talked about a few things, and so me and the Dean King are going to get together here this fall at some point, and I look forward to that. Uh, 
you know, I, I've obviously I got a lot of respect. But but as recent as the the Justin Atkins here in the studio podcast, I talked about that that Jacob would not come on, and and so um, hopefully we can make that happen in some capacity. We're going to do something. So he he and I are talking, and uh, a lot of respect for a guy that'll that'll do that. Especially after uh, doing that other show, um, you know, whatever. Uh, hilarious, hilarious. So, Thirsty Wednesdays? No, yeah, Thirsty Wednesdays is what I call those those days. Uh, but huge respect for to uh, to Jacob J Wheels for uh, for reaching out. So, like I said, stay tuned, stay tuned on that one. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have a good time at some point. For sure. All right, a lot of folks tagging me in this. And I do you know, I've seen this one coming. I'll preface preface this next subject by saying that. Uh seen it coming. I think I told you it was coming, maybe several times. A lot of people though, the BPT announcing their qualifiers for next year. And I and I throw quotes around that just because it's kind of silly. But Watson and I actually talked about this on a podcast, so I knew this was coming, felt like this was coming our way, coming the pro-circuit guy's way. And what I mean by that is qualifying for the Bass Pro Tour since day one when the field was picked and, and this 80 angler group was put together, there were questions of, you know, how long are they going to fish? What well, was three years, right? And then you had guys leave, so they had to add more guys. And this year, instead of replacing, I think, however many people have left, I don't know how many people, but they replaced, I guess it was five, five left. So they replaced five with finishers from the prior pro circuit events. It's kind of confusing, but like, hey, congratulations, now you get to pay an entry fee, another entry fee, and come fish BPT, which a lot of guys you know, like to mix it up. Some of them did well in that format for sure. They're probably excited about the opportunity. I'm sure I'm sure of that as well. But that was how they decided to fill those five spots. Then they gave, you know, invites to John Cox um, and John Cox, Dudley, Thrifty. They got invited on that round, right? And all we heard in the beginning was 10 guys. At the end of three years, this is the most strict trail out there. Three three years, man, that's all you get. And then because these guys committed to this for three years, so we're at least going to give them three years. Then at the end of that, the bottom 10 and our cumulative point standings will hit the door. I had my doubts about that because I – especially after they bought FLW because I knew some of the ones that were in the bottom 10 – a, they're not ever going to be able to make it back to BPT. Competition is just way too fierce now. So they're not going to be able to make it back in. And if you've been at that top level of the sport, whether it be the Elite Series or BPT or FLW, you don't want to go backwards, right? And so I think so many of those guys didn't want to face what 20-something Elite Series anglers just had to face, okay? So I called bullcrap on that several times because I never thought, especially because some of them are owners. Now, I, I think James said on the podcast, it would not shock me to see Gary Klein retire, to see Boyd retire. Some some of the older guys, this was their retirement plan anyways, I feel like. So I, I think it would not surprise me to see that happen. But as of right now today, doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. And what I mean by that, if you haven't seen it, top 10 in points from FLW were – Five BPT guys that are already 
doing well on the BPT, and then five uh, pro circuit guys are getting called up. Originally, it was said that it would be a two-year average to get to go to the Bass Pro Tour to get called up, and so that's kind of what the pro circuit guys were fishing for once BPT bought MLF and or FLW, excuse me, and they kind of started overshadowing what was the top level of FLW. It's one thing that I talked about a lot. I didn't agree with that. It, it did make it harder for some of those FLW guys to get press. When those BPT guys do well in those events, which they tend to do, it doesn't matter if they're leading. Their pictures are always going to be leading. They get the most press, and they're riding that horse. Okay, uh, MLF is for sure. And it's the same if they fish Toyotas and, and whatever. Like They're going to give them that love because it's that top level of their their uh, pyramid scheme, pyramid. <laughs> but I think for me, it's frustrating because they said it would be a two-year average and then they would bring up 10 guys from the pro circuit. Well, we're not seeing that. And now it's just a one-year deal, okay? So they just kind of, eh, last year didn't count because it was so crazy with COVID. And it was a just a hodgepodge mess last year because they let everybody fish and then they had the super FLW, MLFLW tournaments and all that. This year, though, points counted for the BPT guys. Obviously, Michael Neal winning Angler of the Year. It's Keith Reese finishing way up there. Justin Lucas. All those guys. But they they said in this press release they qualified for the Bass Pro Tour. Qualified for the Bass Pro Tour. So they gave five of those ten spots to BPT guys, which saved five of their own on the BPT and then five more guys are coming up now let's look at this list real quick got it on my phone yeah so it went Michael Neal Skeet Reese Ryan Salzman Gunnersville boy Huntsville Alabama Justin Lucas Cole Floyd who's a freaking hammer as well Cody Meyer then Ron Nelson Clavian Johns Jeremy Lawyer and Mike McClellan so You've got Ryan Salzman, Cole Floyd, Ron Nelson, Clavian Johns, and Jeremy Lawyer getting called up to have the opportunity to fish the Bass Pro Tour next year. And all of those guys had a really solid first year. I mean, or excuse me, a very solid 2021. I still wish they would have gone to the combined standings. Ron Nelson obviously would have been on top of that because he won AOY last year. He's amazing. Jeremy Lawyer would probably be in that group as well, I'm going to go ahead and say, because he's he's a freaking hammer. Cole Floyd is a rookie this year. Salzman, not sure what he did last year. Had an incredible year this year as well. But they're getting called up, and, and, and no offense to those dudes at all. I'm sure they're very excited for that opportunity to go fish for more money and uh, you know have an opportunity to fish at that level. I have no, I have no doubt, but what I, I find is – has to be discouraging for pro circuit anglers is a moving target, first of all. You're already being overshadowed, at least on paper, by BPT, right? And now you've got guys that have fished that pro circuit for years when it was the FLW Tour, right? For years and years and years. You took away the Forest Wood Cup to make Red Crest the biggest thing in the world. We're still not seeing that, but, but to make it that. You took away the cup. You took away the money the cup paid. Now the title championship pays two hundred grand, gives away a wrestling belt instead of a trophy. Instead of weighing in an arena, you weigh in in a parking lot. Covered all that. But you did that to the pro circuit because just to kind of knock it down a few notches, I felt like, in my opinion. But it's your feeder system for BPT, but you're allowing your BPT anglers to then compete 
not only compete, but also win Angler of the Year. And I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get why you're not dropping people out of the Bass Pro Tour. And look, I, I talked about this with Watson, and he's like, hey, man, I feel like I rolled the dice to do this, and I deserve a platform, and James really doesn't fish anything else. I get it. I do get that standpoint. Those guys did risk it. It's been, you know, they've been criticized by jerks like me. They've been criticized by a lot of fishing fans, and it was a complete uprooting of where they had all been. So I understand it from that standpoint. But, but three years, if you ain't performed, there's a door. Go. You can't tell me it's the greatest league in the history of all leagues and then keep the bums around that don't do crap. That's just my opinion, man. Even if they do pay their ownership dues or whatever, if they're one of those 12 or 13, that's that, that's all I'm saying. And you got young guys, you got the Matt Beckers of the world out here fighting Kurt Mitchells, great young anglers that deserve to keep moving up your ranks if that's how you set it up. But now, so-and-so, not going to throw out any names because Lord knows that they can't handle that. But there are guys at that bottom just going around that drain that need to go requalify, in my opinion, or they need to retire and go do TV shows, whatever the case is. That's just my take on it. That's what they said. When it, but this has all been a moving target, and this is, this is what I'll say about it, and then we're going to get a good guest on the phone right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to text him right now. Let me text him. But this is all I'll say about it. Do I watch BPT? Yes, when I can. Uh, do I think it takes a massive amount of skill to catch the numbers of freaking fish that you got to catch to keep up with Jacob Wheeler, who's won three of them this year? Absolutely. Do I think there are guys that have figured it out and are benefiting from the Bass Pro Tour? Absolutely. Do I think that the Pro Circuit slash FLW Tour is one of the greatest things in professional fishing just a few years ago? Absolutely. Do I think there are guys that do not give a damn that are fishing the Pro Circuit? Yes. They don't care. They want to go fish for $10,000 checks, and they're getting to do that. It's a great tournament trail still today. Still. But but it is AAA compared to the Bass Pro Tour on paper, and that sucks. That sucks for those guys. Um, the moving target is something I've had a problem with Major League Fishing. Oh, you know, we're going to change this. We're going to change this. We're going to change this. We're going. They don't stick to anything that they say they're going to do. It's a moving freaking target. It's a moving target. So that's been my deal from day one. That's my thoughts on it. I think it sucks for pro circuit guys. I do. I think it will continue to suck for pro circuit guys. There's rumors they're going to cut the field back next year. Going to be a lot of guys get cut from it. They want to cut that field. They're going to cut guys. There's some guys on the outside looking in that have fished for 20 years with FLW. But by God, they're not going to drop anybody from the Bass Pro Tour. Also a rumor that uh, they're going back to no entry fees next year at BPT, which I think they've got to, or I think it's going to be a mass exodus out the door. And I think they're saving that by going no entry fee. And uh, and I hope they can sustain it. I do. They've got to. I care about too many people that fish over there, man. I, I hope that, that it remains a platform for them, and I hope they can figure their shit out. But I think right now it is a shit show once again, like with this, with this deal. And like you just see the fans commenting, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there aren't five other guys on the pro circuit that feel like they should be getting that call. 
I don't know. We're going to talk to a guy right now, one of my greatest friends in the world, who is a pro circuit angler. He is a former Forest Wood Cup champion. Most of all, he's one of the most just badass human beings I know on planet Earth, and that Hello. is Brad freaking Knight. What's up, BK? What's up? Oh, you know, just out here stirring up a little bit on LBL, buddy. <laughs> Surely not. You, you'd, <laughs> you'd never do such a thing. I would never. I would never do something, and, and I would never go on a rant about the pro circuit and BPT qualifications or anything like that and then call one of my best friends. No, I would never do that. <laughs> well, and then put you on the spot. But go go Vols, first of all, is what I want to open hey, with here. I can't be put on the spot. It's all good. I, I just call balls and strikes. Dude. That's, that's right. And you. that's what I've always – when you and I first met each other, I was like, that guy right there is going to be one of my my dudes forever because that, that's you in a nutshell, dude. You're, you're like me. You just say what you think. It might not always be the best thing at the time. We're, we're not afraid to go back and say, yeah, I shouldn't have done that or whatever either, but <laughs> you are very much black and white. There's no gray. And, uh, and dude, I just, I, you know, you and I talked – a little bit about you you were frustrated uh and i think you you know you don't care to talk about this you were frustrated you have been frustrated with especially how the forcewood cup was done and you and you've made posts about it like it's frustrating to a guy you won a half million dollars and changed your life in an arena and then and now it's gone right and i think yeah. that you've been openly frustrated about that correct i have been yeah i don't uh yeah the, to me like the Forest World Cup's over with. Like to say that what we have now is the cup or refer to it anything is, it is just basically foolish. It's just another tournament now. It's completely different, night and day. Pays a little bit more than a regular yeah. tournament. Yeah, that's it, and that's just basically what it is. And that's as long as you look at it with those eyes and and no other expectations, you won't be disappointed. But you know, I fished FLW for. I don't even know how many years, 10 or 12 years, you know, I made about, about half of those times I made the cup and, you know, it's a, a damn accomplishment. I mean, yes. Some of the best bass fishermen in the world. Look down the list of the uh, guys that made the championship this year and, and, you know, Skeet Reese is no the world. doubt. I mean, I don't even want to call names out because it's just, it's irrelevant. But anyway, you, you catch them all year and you qualify for a championship you know, kind of expect a championship. That's just kind of another tournament now. And that's, it is what it is. You know, they're not, uh, it's not hidden or like, you no, know, it wasn't like a secret thing. It. No, not at but all. It's, uh, yeah, we went from having, you know, red carpet events with a, you know, wearing a thousand dollar suit with your wife <laughs> showing up to a nice formal dinner, you know, and it would, and now it's, uh, you know, a tournament in the parking lot like Thursday night or on once bar. Well, and the and the thing is that you you hit on there that it is sad because that cup, man, you had the classic. I feel like the BFL All American is just a is a huge tournament. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a an, staple uh, industry. And, what we and, do. and it was very much a red carpet event too. It's not anymore. It's just another bass tournament. They give away money. It's still a stellar event, but it's not what it was. And now with the buying of FLW, that's the, one of the first things that went was a Forestwood Cup, man. And I just feel like there will be Too a, much competition, bro. That's right. That's if right. You having com- competition against your headline in the mint. That's, that's what it boils down to. That's, that's right. Your business model. Yep. You know, I don't have to fish it if I don't like. That's it, exactly right? that. That's what I was going to get to. Bottom so line. that's right. So, but but I want to say this because 
You do love FLW. You do love fishing the pro circuit. You've loved it for a long time. You're like me. You sure. love you love the Daniel Finnells and Kathy Finnells of the world, Bill Taylor. Like you yeah, and I both. They're in a bad spot. They're, they're in a bad a spot. On, a smile on their face and and tell everybody that that's a good thing. I, when they, I, all, they they know. They know. I don't have to conversate with them. That's and right. When everybody gets pissed off when I talk about that kind of stuff, like I put my post out there and makes everybody pissed off. Well, just I'd be fine to tell me where I'm wrong in it. Yeah. Yeah. Or am I wrong? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's where I get with it, man. And and uh and I just think for guys like you, and there are so many more to Greg Bohannons I think about that have been fishing for so damn long. Uh and there's and like you said, you can't name names because there's just too many. And I know so many and care about so many guys. But I think for me this week, and I had so many people tag me in this, so I had to talk about it and I wanted to have you on. Uh, not only just to check in with you about everything going on and kind of what you're thinking, but on this on this pro circuit to BPT qualification thing, I mean, they released it like Justin Lucas qualified for BPT, and he already fishes BPT and does very well there, so he didn't need that spot. That could have gone to a pro circuit guy. Now, whether or not there are five more guys that even wanted to go, I don't know, but when it is a carrot that's out there, I just feel like it's been a moving target, right? Because originally they said it would be a two-year average, correct? That was how I took it. Man, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm so damn confused on everything that goes on. <laughs> Everybody that's called me and where you're at, where you've been at. You qual- I mean, I, I don't have a lot of desire to really qualify for it, so yeah. I really don't care, to be honest right. with you. I'm, I'm really good where I'm at. Wish we had a few more tournaments and a better championship like it used to be, and I wouldn't really care anything about any BPT qualifications. Right. But with that being said, it's been a unique situation for those folks when they've got all the guys that have left over the years how they fill those spots up. So, right. You know, it comes down to nut cutting time where it's, we got to kick some dudes out, you know, and we've talked about it, but, you know, now we got to really do it. But, you know, they're going to find any way in the world not to, you know, to keep as many of those guys as they probably should. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But next year, it's got to be, you know, kind of just a, a straight up, you know, something's got to be a little more clear for these guys, I think. No doubt. And well, for no other reason. I'm just tired of taking calls. Everybody calling me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like damn i all these podcasts calling asking asking for the bk effect i need the bk i need the bk <laughs> juice here on this on this oh, uh I'll give you the juice. i'm just talking like anglers no man. i know just i know everybody else no i talked to you know me i talked to a lot of pro circuit guys and they're like man i don't know and i and i talked to some employees and they're like dude i don't know what in the hell we're doing right. that's, right. <laughs> that, no, that's yeah. always the funniest part to me is my buddies that that work there that are like dude they don't know as of right. two weeks ago they're like i don't know how they're gonna get qualifiers they don't either you know yeah, like that, i mean it's a crap thing, shoot. like the flw folks have only been running tournaments for 25 years yeah exactly just tell them all what to do like yeah they don't know. yeah well that's the cl- thing for the mlf guys and just be let them run the tournaments yeah get out of the way yeah go sell stuff or do whatever it is you do let flw run the tournament yeah they, they know what they're doing that's kind Matthew of Vandal, bill taylor daniel those guys will do a great job just yeah get out of their way and let them do their tournament thing. crew unbelievable tournament crew yeah it's uh-huh. it's uh it's that classic example though of and and i've gone through it in life you know personally where the business you work for work for gets bought out and then they bring in all the smart people <laughs> Right. A successful business, buy. yeah, a successful business for thirty years, and they're like, "Let me tell you what you guys do wrong." And you're like, "Um, okay, well, in we've every like facet of life. It's that. Life. Yeah, that's right. That's right." With, with sponsorship, I mean, Strike King is a perfect example. They've only been iconic brand for fifty years. Let's just <laughs> go in there and buy them and change all that stuff. I don't need it. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's that's working out well for him. Yeah, let's let's shake this up. Let's let's change yeah. all this up. You guys were successful, but we think, and we being non fishermen, we think we've got a better idea. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's let's throw that out there. And something I do want to say, you know, and maybe BPT, they're maybe they're they're clinging to this. I don't know. MLF on, you know, we had the COVID year, things were crazy. I don't know. Maybe they're taking that into consideration on not booting anybody after three years because Bass did do that as well, right? Yeah, Those guys no did yeah, Bass got an extra uh, year. Muddy waters, or, you know, that's right. Or, Confusing. Really for, for, yeah, Bass well, Pro Tour guys are calling me, asking me what I know about. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like don't call me, man. I don't know. No, I've had like six or seven guys. Hey, man, what's uh, what's exactly the deal with that stuff? I said, Dude, I ain't got any idea. I don't have. Call Boyd and ask him. He can tell you. Yeah, he'll tell you. He'll tell you something. I don't know what it'll be. He'll tell you something. Uh, that's for sure. Well, well, dude, what do you think? I mean, are you hearing where there'll be where will there be a cut to pro circuit uh and, and pro circuit participation what i mean by that well, are they striving to get the pro circuit down to a smaller number or what's the deal there because a lot of people online are talking about that i try not to jump off in the middle of rumors but is that is that something you've seen do you gotta i mean is there a certain I number flw was always top 100 in points requalified on paper yeah that's right and, and personally i haven't heard if there has or hasn't been um, I've been on the rules panel or the committee angler. We, mm-hmm. we were on that together yeah. for a few years. Yeah. I don't even know what they call it now, but I uh, I removed myself from that position last year. And to be honest with you, man, I I, I have no idea what they're going to do. I have, I just all I know is after 2020, I said all I want to do is pay my entry fee and tell me what day I need to show up and fish. I don't want to hear nothing else. I, I could care less about anything else. So I, I I don't know what they do. They might change it to. I've heard. In the years past, you know, that was the goal was to try to get it smaller. But, you know, with smaller fields come smaller payouts. And that's, uh, that's a slippery slope there well, as well. Smaller payouts and less entry fees taken into pockets to turn lights on right. <laughs> as it's well. We're, we're not a sport. Make no mistake about it. All you young guys out there, oh, I'm going to be a bass fisher. We're, we're a sport. Bass fishing is no sport. Bass fishing is a business. Yes, Straight up, you know, and we're the customers. That's right. Don't think we're not. You're the customer. Yep. You're listening, and we all are, and that's that's okay as long as everybody just understands. We're not ever going to be PGA. We're not ever going to be NASCAR. It's, it's, we're bass fishing, bro. Like the people that care about it are the people that do it, and their friends and family. It's Never a niche market. Anything more than that. It's a niche market. Somebody just as long as everybody gets cool with that, we'll all just move on. Well, and it's been that way for so many years, and I do feel like it. we have this perception that it's bigger now than it's ever been because of high school fishing, because of college fishing, but I, I don't necessarily think that's the case because that's just kids of the of the dads that, that do it. Now, if they all convert into, you know, being bass anglers for the rest of their life, buying tackle, buying boats, you know, it certainly could grow, but I, I heard... And you've heard this so many times. So so many people think, oh, we got to reach another market with bass fishing. We got to reach another market. We're going to reach a new audience. I heard this not long ago at, in a meeting I was in. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I hate to be that guy, that naysayer. But listen, if anybody could have done it, uh, bass and MLF really have tried, right, during the COVID yeah. thing, ESPN Live, ESPN2 Live. Bassmaster had an opportunity to convert, and 
you Where know, are they at now? The, exactly this year they're on Fox. They're, they're on Fox Sports. Something maybe. I have yeah, no idea. but the numbers just not on the app. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, but but the numbers didn't convert. I'm sure, right? And some of the MLF BPT pie in the sky viewership numbers that they claim. They've been on CBS. They've been on Discovery Channel. They've done all these things. It's just so hard to convert that. I mean, somebody may right. pass by. Hell, I watched uh, a freaking cornhole championship the other day on ESPN two. Bored prime out time, of my right. mind. Bass yeah, not. Yeah, bass fishing isn't going to be prime time. And cornhole is. What yeah, that sink is. exactly. So I watched that. But but what I'm what the point I'm making with that is is I watched it in passing. But I'm never good. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like damn. I got to get more of this cornhole champion. Yeah, I can't got to get more of that in my life. Yeah, I got to, man, I got to know who Bobby Swanson is. That's the damn (laughs) cornhole champ, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I I just, I just think there's a, I've said this on the show many times. I listened to a guy talk at a marine industry, boating industry thing I was at one time. And he said, all y'all in this room need to understand one thing. He said, you feel like you're doing big things out here. You feel like there are millions of people that care about boating and do all this. He said, the bubblegum industry is 10 times bigger than the marine industry. (laughs) And and dude, you're like, okay, okay. Uh, So I I don't know, man. I just want what's best for the anglers, I guess. Like you said, they're customers. Uh, I think they need to be listened to. That's the number one thing I hear the guys at MPFL saying a lot is is these guys are customers. They don't try to, you know, they don't try to sugarcoat it. Like these guys are paying to be a part of this. They're paying to make this happen, and and, and we got to put on the best events we can uh, with that in mind. And I do feel like that FLW's always been that way. I feel like the Toyotas. I, I said that about Mark McQuaw running the Toyotas. I watched a little bit of those weigh-ins this weekend with with Atkins and, and them up there mixing it up at St. Lawrence. They put on a hell of an event. People love those. And it's the same with the BFLs. They're, yep. they're great events, man. Yep, uh, absolutely. absolutely. They've been in business for so long. Uh, ain't no doubt about it, dude. Ain't no doubt about it. But, uh, well, so we got all the, the just the angry the angry out of us there, I feel like, BK. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> oh, there's no anger. Though. There's I no just, anger. It's just like true. I, like, I went to a weigh-in. There was... In a parking lot that was our, look, I've, I've been a part of five or six Forcewood Cups. Great, something you look forward to. Something that special like event. Guys out here, we all we're, we put in so much effort and time, and you're gone from your family, and you're missing birthdays and Mother's Day and birth. You know, I can just go on and on, and I make no pity party about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not it's your choice. It's your choice. Absolutely. But when you want, you know, you go all year long, you qualify for the cup. You know, that's. Your, a rewarding experience bring your family proud for yeah for that moment you know for what you worked for and you know it's a little bit tough that that's no longer uh you know something that you can kind of look it's just you know another tournament and uh, with a lot of days off and that's just way it is yeah Uh, and i think i'd like to see the cup bring back like aside from the tournament situation i'm gonna use this example i'm not gonna name any names a buddy of mine has been fishing flw for many 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 years Qualifies for the championship last year is very first one, right? I, this dude deserves to, to have, you know, his moment in the sun, right? Was with his wife, his family there, you know, have a nice arena way in inside. I mean, all that kind of stuff, right? That's the whole package. It's rewarding for the anglers for your work all year long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, and I hate it that those people, the guys, the young guys, aren't able to experience that. You know, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the hardest part I have with it. 
Well, and last year they didn't have weigh-ins because they did MLF format. Then this year right. they went back to five fish format, but then they busted it up into the knockout rounds and the da 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 and all that stuff. Right. Uh, it's just hard. I, I think if you were trying to keep up with it, it's hard to follow. In uh, you know, but in what they're doing, it's hard to follow. What are you talking about? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> kind of get off. You're like I'm paying my thirty-five thousand dollars in entry fees. My God, it is hard to follow that. <laughs> Yeah, I get it, man. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, and maybe, you know, we're going to get benefit of the doubt and COVID, new buyout stuff. You know, I've, I've acquired a few businesses in the last few years. I get it, right? Like, I don't know their metrics or know their books or what they're dealing with. You know, COVID may, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they've got plans. Whoever's listening, if they are, if there's plans to kind of bring back the cup, go back to that kind of stuff, maybe as we get more normal moving out, you know, I hope that's something that's on their radar I hope so. You, you know, during the title championship, I did a podcast entitled Bring Back the Fourth Foot Cup, and Brad, nobody listened. <laughs> nobody yeah. from there listened. It didn't happen. I try. I'm trying yeah. my best for you guys. I even I had the Forest Wood Cup sitting on the bar and grill, dude. I had it. Atkins brought his cup right here. We sat it on the damn yeah. bar for that episode. Yeah. Kind of cooler than a wrestling belt, huh? A lot cooler than a wrestling belt. I mean, now listen, I was all about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I love the damn Ultimate Warrior, Big yeah. John Stud, Hulk Hogan. I mean, whatever. Shawn Michaels giving some sweet chin music to some folks. Right. You know, The Undertaker, I was a whatever. I'm guy myself. Fly, I can I'm, see that. I'm with that. I can see. So, wrestling belts, cool as hell. Like they are, they're cool. But if you catch like a hundred pounds in a tournament, and you get yeah, them, like a yeah, cool. century belt thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you win the tournament, you get a damn a trophy that you won one. Yeah. Like, you know. But whatever. Dude, here's my thing. If I was Jimmy and I won that thing, and congrats to him again, he fished an amazing event, uh, I'd wear it everywhere I went. <laughs> there I would just, never be another I just way in. Like Conor McGregor. I just yes. try to win another one, just call myself the double champ. Yes. Refer to myself in third person. Yes, of course. Why There's not? only one option when you win a wrestling belt fishing. And I feel like Jimmy's way too nice to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it over your shoulder. Carrying it, go into damn Shoney's wearing it. You know what I'm I mean? I'm it around my waist. I'm not putting it over the shoulder. I'm I'm strapped up, <laughs> right on the waist. <laughs> on the I front didn't have a gun hanging off of it like the rest of my belt. <laughs> Maybe two of them. Double gunning, wrestling belt, yeah. strutting. That almost was a Rick Klein. <laughs> Rick Klein or Rick Klein, Rick Flair uh, saying, but I, I messed it up because I'm tired today. BK, we got COVID in the in the Duncan house. BK, oh my goodness, Ch- who's, who's Ch- down Charles with? is locked down with it. Chuck, oh, Chuck Diesel, he is uh, he's he's on like day seven, so we're getting there. Uh, Are y'all quarantining? Oh, the, uh, hell in the yeah, LBL I am, I am, I'm avoiding them like the plague in there, man. They uh. <laughs> We actually Charlie's been uh, he's been locked down in his room for the most part. We we've been wearing masks if he has to come out for anything. But I've been yelling at him like uh, like it's you know prison. Get back in your. Right. What are you doing? You're not right. allowed Stop to use your back under the door. We can't have any air. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The the healthy people are in here trying to enjoy life. Get back where you <laughs> you came from. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing pretty good. But we're locked down. You know. Uh, just trying to not spread it around. All the other boys got to get a uh, – Marissa and I are vaccinated, so is Harper, so we don't have to get tested. All these guidelines – you talk about you talk about a moving target, son. We are living in a moving target. <laughs> you got that right. I mean, it's sort of like this – we're in some space program. It's like a movie. 
It's like yeah, a movie. It's all experimental. All yeah, it's it's crazy, man. But uh, Marissa and I, they're like, I mean, dude, the state calls you, you know, whenever somebody officially tests at one of these places, blah, blah, blah. So they called about Charlie, and they're like, well, what about you guys? Okay, well, you're vaccinated. Well, you and your husband are allowed to go out in public wearing a mask, just socially distanced, blah, blah, blah. Okay, thank you so much. And then literally Marissa... Though she teaches school, of course, you know, and they will not allow her to come back to class for two weeks, regardless yeah, of what the CDC says, you know, which I get, right? Don't walk it back in the school, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I don't know how it is in your part of Tennessee, but uh, there's a lot of it going around down here, man. Hudson said uh, Mondays when we found this out about Charlie, so they haven't been in school since Monday, uh, picked Hudson up Monday afternoon. He said he had 31 kids in his first period class, and there were only 11 there Monday morning. Wow, that's that, crazy. Yeah, dude, uh, two weeks into school, so uh, it's 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 crazy. So I gotta ask you this, dude: the that's fall's late. coming up. Oh, I'm I'm through with all this fishing crap. So if y'all just want to tune out, there ain't gonna be anything else about bass fishing. What are you gonna shoot, and where are you gonna shoot it? Starting here very soon, because I know you got killing on the brain. Everything and anywhere I can. <laughs> that's the best answer I got for you. It's official. I got home. Uh, I don't, I'm almost in a blur. So after the championship thing in lacrosse, I drove up to Minnesota and fished with my buddy Andy Young for a few days. And we fished out of Mille Lacs a couple of days and a couple of little small lakes around there. And just drove home all night last night. Got home yesterday morning. Oh, so you just got home? Dang, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm officially in the off season now. So it's. A, I'm going to spend this week. Uh, kind of just unpacking everything and reorganizing. It's been just a you know crazy hectic year where you're just gone for eight oh, months, yeah. throwing things back and forth when you're road tripping. So anyway, going to take care of that, and then it's officially hunting season for me. Um, missed the velvet hunt here in Tennessee the last, I think the last ends today maybe. But yeah, yeah, we're uh, we got an elk hunt coming up in Colorado. That should be fun. Boat um, archery hunt on that. I'm sorry, yeah, Ar- archery. archery okay, yeah, it'll all be bow. Um, you know, I'm still the Canadian border issue. We didn't, you know, it was closed last year. Didn't get to travel to Saskatchewan like we normally do. I'm hoping all that's resolved now and, and it's going to stay open. I guess that's kind of a touch and go situation day to day. But if that happens, I'll be in Canada for deer season and probably Indiana a little bit, Illinois some, Texas. Uh, I don't know. Wherever hey, anybody else is listening, has a deer <laughs> problem out there. Oh, you LBL guys! Oh, you, know, you low lifers! Flowers are getting eaten up by the. You need the herd thin. I'm your guy. He's definitely your guy. Nothing survives the wrath of Brad Knight. Well, Nothing. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I think that if there's Off a deer, I sure like my tree stand. You, you do, man. I'm looking forward to it. See, I miss Velvet. You know, I, uh, this is how prepared I am this year. Of course, you know, shot a nice deer last year here at the house. This year, have not seen any bucks around all summer and haven't really been around a lot of cameras, but, you know, I see them up up cruising around in the yard some and put a camera out Friday, the first day of hell this season. And, uh, awesome. yeah, and uh, so far it seems that I've got a healthy doe population here at the house, but there's nothing with any sort of uh, antler around here right now. So hoping that yeah. changes. Got, it's and, like having a bar. If you've got a bunch of girls that are coming in. That's right. Bar, you're going to mention that. Guys that's right. On. I hope that's yeah, the I case, man. We've had several. Oh, will be. We've had several bucks. You know that. You, you've you been there yeah. with me on it. We've you had shot them all. I've got all the big boys. I, I have, but uh, hoping there, there was some there was some good brood stock last year. So I don't know where them suckers. 
suckers are hiding, but uh, we're going to get some corn piles going and see if we can get them back in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you're listening That's from the call. TWRA, uh, those corn piles will be gone uh, by the by the time the season goes right. on, guys. That's right. Long uh, ways away from where you're So, uh, one one other thing, dude, that I got to ask you about because you you guys live in a very unique part of the world with some cool things going on. But and yeah. you went last night. I saw Beck post. You saw Brothers Osborne at was it at Brushy Mountain? Brushy Mountain, yeah, at so the prison. Yeah, state penitentiary from the 1800s here. Unbelievable. Um, actually, got condemned by the state about. I don't know if my math is exactly right. It was 10 or 12 years ago, and uh, some group of investors came in and actually bought it, and they turned it into a moonshine distillery, restaurant, uh, tourist attraction, and also in the yard, like actually where the prisoners did their thing and hung out, and they, what they called the yard, they built a big concert venue. And it's been really cool because where I live is such a rural part of, of Tennessee. You just don't have a lot of excitement or anything really cool that comes anywhere close to here. Knoxville is by far and away the closest but to actually have like these concert brothers osborne which by the way put on one hell of a show dude that uh, john uh, john, john don't play on that guitar now no man no. they were they rocked it out it was it was great i was glad i was able to make it home for that so uh, but we've seen uh, dwight yokum um let me think who all else has been there um gosh i don't we've seen three or four people there and every time it's been been really really good Corey Smith was one that we saw there. Uh, Jamie Johnson's been there a couple of times. So they have some pretty good acts. And That's it's, awesome, it's been man. It's really cool to have cool things happen to our area. You know, it's a, kind of a special place, especially to me and growing up here. I, I love it. And anything good thing, anytime good things can happen to my county and my area, it's it's two thumbs up for me. I ain't no doubt about it. Tell uh, Tell everybody home real quick. I know you. Yeah, I know you're trying to get with the family, and I'll be honest. I didn't realize you just got back yesterday. But, uh, dude, tell us about the radio station, because because yeah. here's the thing. I think this is awesome. So Brad has he's been involved in family business, and you actually are, are doing things outside of fishing in the last couple of years. You've always had a lot of stuff going on outside of fishing, but but talk about that a little bit. I think that's good because sure. people see oh. Dude, Brad Knight won the Forest Wood freaking cup. All he does is goes to an FLW, then he comes home and he just sits on the couch, eats Cheetos, and goes bass fishing when he wants to, and then goes to the next tournament. But that's not the case. No, no I don't really like Cheetos. I'm like, <laughs> you know, cool Ranch Dorito. Guy. Yes, that's same. Spot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so, you know, as an angler and a businessman, you want to diversify your portfolio as much as possible. And after the cup, uh, we had a couple of different type of investments, but I'm looking for something pretty safe. And so my dad and his uh, two business partners have actually ran a radio station for 50 years. We had our 50th year anniversary, or 52 years now. But uh, my brother started working there as like the news director, I don't know, five years, six years ago. And it just kind of all fell into place one day and and with a couple of buddies kind of sat down and devised a plan on uh, my brother and I basically buying my dad and his business partners out with a plan that my dad would slowly phase out. And I think he's going to retire this January and maybe do some part-time stuff, but then my brother will kind of take over and run the day-to-day stuff. But yeah, it's a, so we're a 50 year business and it's all in our family now. And we're a country music radio station. We have uh, three channel, three radio stations in our group. Uh, really big for us is uh NASCAR, Tennessee sports, and high school sports. And so it's kind of a busy time for us now because we're out in the middle of high school 
football broadcasting. You've got Tennessee football cranking up, still in the middle of NASCAR season. So it's uh, it's busy, but it's good. Everything's great. Business is good. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that stuff. Actually thinking uh, the start of the year, we've been in the works of uh, outdoor radio show for our area to kind of do. So I'll be sure I'll be calling you for plenty yeah. of advice tips on what to do there. I have there. none, but, yeah, I don't have anything yeah. that will help you, but <laughs> – some stuff so that'll hurt uh, you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. You're just, That's awesome. Just like we said, you're diversifying your portfolio outside of fishing and uh, just less you've got to answer to people that try to hold you hostage for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and crankbaits, right? Yeah, that's it. That's, that, it. So, that's yeah, where I'm at, to, for sure. I'm, I'm doing a lot more of my ownership stuff. problem I have is I just don't like answering to people. I don't like, you know, the, the, here's what happens in sponsorships. Here's what nobody's going to tell you. you got a deal. Most of them are for a year because nobody wants to give you a long term. But every now and again, you'll strike a three-year deal up, mostly through a year. And if you're lucky enough to get a pretty decent contract, you've got a job for about six months at best, right? Wouldn't you say that'd be accurate? Yeah, but I'd say like, accurate. Hey, I feel pretty good about this money. Yeah. And then after about six months, you know, you're doing all you can to maybe try to do salvage your job for the next year. It's, you know, they just hold your thumb on you. And yep. I like having sponsors and that's a great thing no complaints like working for them but i'm just not gonna be ruled by those guys and you know so dependent on it and they drag it out and then you find out you know three weeks before the season you just lost you know 75 percent of your sponsor income or you yeah. know there's so much of that stuff that goes on a lot of turnover in it a lot yeah, of turnover yeah, one marketing guy gets fired or the dreaded buyout occurs that's right and then they send you the the email that's oh it's gonna be the greatest thing that ever happens to this we're gonna be great and then you don't get your contract renewed. That's what <laughs> it's going to be great. We just need you to take a lot less money. And yeah, as long uh, as you're good with working for 75% less money yeah, yeah. and doing more work. Here's your good. 50% discount code. Please give yeah. us all the promotion that you always have. Yeah, yeah I'm so, uh, I, I just wanted more control over stuff. Yeah, um, smart, that's, man. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I'd and rather I, start my own deal and, and work for myself and have that control. Well, and, and I think, you know, you and I talk a lot and, and that's where I got with the podcast and with making my own videos and things and not relying on tournaments, you know, for for tournament trails as a field of promotion, right, as a platform, like kind of take control of your own thing. And it all comes down to how hard you're willing to work, right? And sure. I think that's, that's important. And for me, I, I'm like you, I want to... Uh, I, I'm, you know, sponsor, sponsor stuff is great. I'm grateful for, um, a lot of the sponsors I have, but then sometimes you get mixed up with those that are like, Hey man, we're going to give you X amount, but we need a blood sample every three days. Your firstborn son, we need you to wear this hat when you go to church. And then we need you to say our name 4,000 times with a discount code. And then we'll send you a check. That's not enough to even get out of bed for. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, right? Don't if you you know. So I, I'm trying you could be to be like the dirty jigs guy and just never pay any. Because <laughs> he's a big piece of shit. How about that for a soundbite on LBA? <laughs> Brad Knight, everybody. That's the start of the list. Brad Knight, everybody. Yeah, no, that's uh oh my God. Oh how about that? Yeah. How about that for some low budget live? Hey, you know. It's what we're about on this show. It's transparency and honesty. He only dicks out. I'm probably oh well. I'm not the only one, we'll just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, been there, done that, old buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no several that have. No several that have. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Record stop moment right there from BK. And, yeah. and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like Brad Knight and you don't follow Brad Knight, you're missing out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but I'm just kind of like Will Ferrell at the end of Talladega Nights. If you don't chew big grass, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't listen to Weco, if you don't that's listen right. to LBL, that's kind of where I'm at in life. If you don't like what I do, you don't, you know, you just don't have to listen. I'm kind of like that. Uh, whatever. Hey, you know, I saw a shirt that the guy had on at the concert. I, I really like to have. It just said "Not for Everyone." Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's yeah, it's Brothers Osborne. That's their thing. They got that song "I'm Not for Everyone." Yeah. It says "Not for Everyone." That's fine. Not for everyone. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. So it's a cool the, shirt. Yeah. Uh, Hell I yeah. Just, I'm gonna be my tournament jersey next year. Yeah. I, hey, I'm with it, and I, that's certainly how I think you and I both live our lives right there. It's we're not. I don't for know everyone. what logo is gonna be on it, but I may have a jersey. You may. Yeah. Hey, uh, won't be a certain jig company, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Hey. It's all right. I can just, I'll just make my own. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, or I can just buy buy stuff that I need. Jigs. I don't go through that many. Be all right. There's a lot of good jigs Sorry. out there. There's a lot of good swim jigs out there. Problem. You know what I mean? They're pretty good. Do what? I said they are pretty good. That's yeah, the, the product's good. Yeah, the product's for sure good. Uh, that's for sure, man. Uh, well, buddy, I I appreciate you very much. I I. Absolutely love the honesty. You know that's that's one of our deals. We we have Brad and I the not low budget live conversations. We solve a lot of the world's problems. Y'all just don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, most of them could not be aired because we will get canceled. <laughs> we will. Uh, you want bass fishing attention, brought We can bring some attention. Yeah, that's the thing is I you know I kind of take that. Uh, yeah, you look at guys like the Dave Portnoy for Barstool Sports and things that uh, people do that in your face, and it's like, why do we hide? Why do we not just go full bore all the time with everything we got going on? And we, and the problem is our industry is too damn small. Right, you, you'll be blackballed, and uh, yep. we've seen it time and time again. So, I don't know, man. We'll. Uh, I need to get you down here before you go on your hunting trips. We need an in studio in the bar and grill, Brad Knight LD session. That sounds good to me. We might just get a long endeavor in, just like a three or four hour long. We'll just hey, I'd love it, dude. We'll tell off. Yeah, LBL tell off. I love it, buddy. We can. Well, we can. People right now, they're just biting on the end of their fingernails, nervous, ain't they? Hearing that stuff. Hey, I, I could. Uh, yeah, I could almost run through a list of names. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like they don't need to do that, especially if there's any drinks involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people be like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, I'm gonna have some tell-alls this year uh, after a few things that have happened. You know the tell-all I want to hear. What's that? I want one of these days. I want to hear the story on whatever. You know, this is the thing that hasn't been brought up. <laughs> this story is be talked about. You remember the because everybody wants to talk about cheating these days, right? Everybody's oh, he's cheating. He's getting he's getting information and. What about Tony Christian? Yeah, you remember the Tony Christian story? saga? I want, I want him exposed. Just swept under the rug. I want it all. I want to know what happened. I, I do too. I want to find him, man. Me and Mark Jeffries from Bass Talk Live talked about that one day. One day, Mark was trying to find him to do like a documentary, and he called me. He's like, "Do you know how to find him?" I'm like, dude, I don't have a damn clue. He said, "Well, you dude, know, you know how to get on everybody." That uh, they've got some docu series that I saw the other day, and they did a piece on the chatterbait, which was freaking awesome, and they did another one on. Uh, 
Who's the dude that won the classic and he got all on drugs? Oh, uh, Robert Hamilton. Yeah, man. Robert Those Hamilton. are great people. 20 feet. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Jeffrey's killed it on awesome. that. Yeah, they're that's great, awesome. man. Really good stuff. Yeah. Really, Mark, I just happened upon it and just. Yeah, dude. They did one on uh, Steve Kennedy, too. That I was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, Mark. Really Mark, enjoyed that. Yeah, show. man. He he did a great job. But he, he legit, Mark called me about the Tony Christian thing. He's like, you know all kind of people. All over. How can we find him? I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't. Maybe in a damn hole with a Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. We okay. Cliffhanger. We're going to end it on a cliffhanger. Brad Knight is coming in studio, and we're going to talk about all the. We're going to do a live, a low budget, actually live with you in studio. And we're going to talk about the Tony Christian incident. That's happening. I like it. We're going to we're going to find him, and we're going to bring him with us. He may, <laughs> he may have to take the tape off his mouth for him to answer any questions. Dude, I actually Googled his name around. Like I tried. To, I, I don't know. You know, he was a Georgia guy. And the last thing that I heard was that one of his nephews or something showed up and tried to fish some local tournaments in Georgia, and they sniffed that out pretty quick and stopped it. So I don't, uh, I, I don't know, man. He could be. You take that many people's money like that, I, he could be in a hole somewhere. I don't know. So all that kind of was happening right when I was first starting. Yeah, me too. I was in college when it happened. But fish yeah, in the opens. What the story is? That's the one that. that so I have heard from the man himself, Bill Taylor, some of the details. And really? yeah, yeah, down at uh, at a Costa event down at Daytona once a little bit, a little bit, but not they wouldn't go full bore. But there's still a lot of holes in it, and uh, they definitely, yeah. I just want to know how. There's a lot of you know a lot of a uh, lot of stories out there, wives' tales, folklore about yeah. how he was doing it, right? And and I think for good reason they haven't told exactly how he's doing it because then some <laughs> jackass in a Tuesday nighters. Yeah. Every uh every freaking Oakley big bass tournament in the country is gonna be one that way yeah. from now on, you know. So they gotta be careful. And I get that, but but dude, you talk about a story not only think about like a damn 30 for 30, dude. Like oh, yeah. ESPN, one of the coolest things that could ever be documented about pro fishing. But, you know, and for FLW's sake, they got egg on their face with it, right? So they don't want to – they didn't want to own up to what was going on. But, dude, you talk about a guy who won the BFL All-American. He won. Ever, start, ever starts. Yep, yep. I was winning big fish. With yeah. like, like, Always won big Martin. fish. Yep. If you had 10 pounds at Lake Martin, like you strutted up there on stage. That's right. You just caught them. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen pounds on it, and an eight pounder. And then and an eight pounder because a co angler, a guy. Matter of fact, I still fish team tournaments against here around home. Uh, to this day, was his co angler on the final day when he weighed those in, and he threw it one boat dock post all day. Well, that co angler wants to tell me which boat dock that is. I'm good with <laughs> it. That's how much is magical. Yep, he threw it one boat. Well, he he got involved in all the FLW stuff. He was. Uh, Subpoenaed and all that stuff, on all, on all that. Yeah, there was there was a lot. I knew I knew a couple co anglers that fished with him, and uh, it was always a similar story about the boat docks. You know, for Pretty sure, wild stuff, man. Pretty oh, wild it's crazy. Stuff. And and here's what's scary: if the guy doesn't get greedy and try to win them all because he was so damn cocky, he'd probably still be doing it. Hey, you never know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, truth be yeah. told, you think about it. You know, unfortunately, his ego was so big. He liked the glitz and glamour. He wasn't just trying to win money to feed his family. He liked right. being. He, you know, he had articles on BassFan.com. Never forget, people are scared to fish for big fish like I am. 
<laughs> Piece yeah, of garbage, man. Are. They're afraid to fish. Yeah, they're afraid <laughs> to fish like you are, Tony, because they, uh, you know, they want to be able to do this for the rest of their life and not have to hide. Like livelihood. Is yeah. Like to be able to do yeah, man. Amazing, dude. All right. Right here, you heard it, folks. BK, Luke Duncan live here in the bar grill. We're going to do We're gonna do one. We got to do that. That's going to be a good I'm time. In. All right, buddy. All right, Brad Knight. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. All right, buddy. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate everybody for listening. No doubt. And I'll be in a tree stand if you need me. <laughs> All right. Brad hey. Knight, everybody. Right there. That's my dude. He, he keeps it he keeps it real 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 realer than real most of the time. It's a good time with the uh, with the one and only Brad freaking Knight right there. And that Tony Christian situation we're talking about something else, something else. We will we'll dive into that. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, some of the younger folks out there might not know. Google it. It's probably out there somewhere, but uh, certainly needs a story told. It was an incredible time in professional bass fishing to see somebody cheat hundreds of thousands of dollars away from an organization. It was so crazy. And then whoosh, disappeared, never to be heard from again. Several years ago, probably 20 years ago now, I guess. But Brad Knight on the hook right there, brought to you by Eagle Claw Fishing on the hook right there. Okay. Thank y'all so much for listening this week. I know we're all over the place, but uh, certainly had a good time and hope you did too. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, I said this last week, Boats and Pros, try my damnedest to do two in the month of September because we missed August due to scheduling and just craziness, okay? Trying to get as many of those pumped out as we can. We've got some work to do, but uh, it's coming. So just bear with me on that. Lots of great guests lined up. It's going to be fun when it drops. Just trust me. Uh, just got to get them filmed, all right? Thanks to each and every one of you. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. Be sure to hug your mama and your daddy, and y'all take care out there. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe, everybody. See y'all next time. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got three good tires and a spare just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to